Good morning, everyone. Uh, good morning. Yeah, my name's Albert. I'm the lead pastor of the Tapestry Church Network and delighted when I'm here on Sunday and with you all. So as you can probably tell from the setup of this room, today is Prayer Sunday. And for those of you that are new to the church, uh, what this means is that once, is, once a year, we kind of have these prayer stations which kind of encourage and guide and direct us into a time of prayer. And later on, there'll be time for you to go through these stations, not only as individuals and couples, but also as families, because this is a really great time where we can pray together as a family and help our kids understand more about prayer. And uh, we just sang it, but one of my favorite prayers that are in the Bible is a psalm, and it's Psalm 121. So we're going to read it together. So if you uh, put it up. So this side is the odd side. Yeah, okay, good. I mean, so we're going to try to split it in the middle. You're the odd side. And so that means still no response, eh? They're just like, they're not offended or they're like, yeah. Okay, you're the odd side. And I'm going to ask you to read the odd verses, all right? And you guys are the even side, okay? Yeah, all right. You're proud to be even. That's awesome. So uh, just in case you didn't know, it's the verses 2 Four, six, okay, good. All right, so we're going to start with odd, and then we go with even. Yeah, you got it? Okay, will you please stand for the reading of God's Word? And we'll start off with this side. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He... Indeed. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forevermore. Amen. The word of the Lord. Please be seated. Fantastic psalm, right? It's an absolutely great song, one of my favorites, and fitting for today. Uh, because it being spring break, a lot of people on the road, uh, some of us might still be uh, going on vacation soon, or some of you are just enjoying your time with the staycation in Vancouver and seeing the different sights and doing the different things. For this is a psalm to be prayed on the road. And let me explain what I mean by that. The psalm, if you look back at the beginning of the psalm, it says it's a song of ascent. And basically what that means is it's part of a group of psalms from Psalm 130 to one, one, sorry, 120 to 134 that would be sung by Jews on their way to Jerusalem as they were on their way to one of the festivals, festivals such as the Passover. And it's called a psalm of ascent because not only did they have to kind of ascend up to God in Jerusalem in the temple in a spiritual kind of way, but also they actually had to ascend in a geographical and physical way. Because Jerusalem was the tallest city in Israel. Jerusalem was built on a mountain, Mount Moriah or Mount Zion. And so you actually had to physically climb and walk up this mountain in order to get to Jerusalem. And in all likelihood, this was a psalm that Jesus sang when he was 12 years old, when he and his parents left Nazareth and made their way to Jerusalem and where he was lost and found in the temple. Now, the journey to Jerusalem back then would not have been easy, right? Dry terrain, scorching heat, thieves hiding behind rocks. 
And pilgrims would sing this song because of the promise in it that God would look after their journey, that God would always protect them on the road. And in fact, even today, Psalm 121 is a psalm that many people still recite and read and sing as they begin their journey. So let's look at some of these uh, promises very, very quickly. So verse 1, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? You know, I've always read this passage and I've always thought, ooh, looking up to the mountains is a good thing. After all, like mountains are like they're awesome, right? They're worthy of our attention, our reverence, and our respect. And yet mountains, though, can be dangerous. If you think about it, avalanches and rock slides and inclement weather, I mean, the weather can change instantly on top of a mountain, that you can get lost, you can get hurt. Mountains can be dangerous. So who can protect us from the dangers that we experience in our lives? Well, the psalm reminds us in verse 2 that my help comes from the Lord Yahweh, the maker of heaven and earth, that our help doesn't only come to the person who lives on the mountain, not only the person who made the mountain, no, no, our help comes from the person, the God who made all of the mountains, all of creation. The psalm continues in verse 3, he will not let your foot slip, he who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. That during biblical times, people usually traveled in caravans because it actually best protected them against thieves and robbers. And they would take turns staying awake at night to make sure that they wouldn't be attacked and that would be the role of the watch person. Well, in the same way, God, the watchman, does not sleep. He does not slumber. He doesn't get tired. He doesn't lose focus. He always is persistently, constantly awake and watching over us. Now, this word watch shows up six times in these eight verses. And the word watch in Hebrew is the word shamar, which has a meaning not only kind of like a passive looking around, but more of an active watching over, a protecting, a guiding, a keeping safe, a preserving. So God is the shamar of Israel, but not only of Israel, but each and every one of us. In the first four verses, the focus is on us as corporately, right? That God will look after us as a nation. God protects Israel. But then starting in verse 5, there's a change in noun that all of a sudden it becomes singular. That not only does God look after us corporately, but as individuals and people as well. So the song continues in verse 5, the Lord watches over you. The Lord watches over you, Sandy. And you, Jade, and you, Ricky, the Lord watches over you, Stephanie. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The psalm then over and over again makes it very clear that nothing will harm us. The hills, the sun, the moon... The day or the night, nothing will harm us, for God is always present, always with us. So whatever journey you're on, whether you're like, you know, getting ready to pack all your bags in your minivan, you're ready to head the road, or you're sitting on the tarmac on your Boeing 747, not 737 MAX 8, your 747, (laughs) God is always with you. But the psalm isn't finished. It's not only limited to this geographical journey. The last two verses suggest a wider application, and this is what I love. Verse 7, the Lord Yahweh will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. 
The Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. That God watches and protects us throughout our entire journey, for life is a journey, isn't it? He watches over all our comings and goings, all the relationships we're in, all the stuff that's going in our lives, from birth to death, God is our watchman. So Psalm 121 is a psalm that is sung on the road, and today uh, we're going to go on a prayer journey, like not only literally like through a journeying through all these prayer stations, but all of the stations somewhat have something to do with the journey and the road. So let me walk through some of these for you, all right? So starting, and we're going to go clockwise. Starting from here, we've got these two great stations on the side. One of them is waters of healing for the city, and the other one uh, has to do with altars on the cross. And on each of the stations, there'll be a little handout, sort of a half a sheet, and we ask you to pick out the handout, read through uh, what you're supposed to do, and just spend some time praying. And then if you could, if you could leave the handout at the station, that would be great. Or if you really want to keep it because it was meaningful, then by all means, please take one. And so as we continue to go clockwise, at the back, there's some other prayers right by the big cross where you can do uh, prayer petitions and to write prayers and to fold them up. Then if you head out the door, you can actually head straight outside and there's going to be a cork board where you can take a prayer for the neighborhood. So it's a prayer walk. So you can walk around the church, you can walk around the neighborhood and pray for the geographic proximity in which this church is located in. So... uh, After that, you can come back in. There is a living room space in the foyer where you can do your devotions. And then down the hallway, there are three prayer stations. In the two classrooms, uh, there are these prayer stations that are geared uh, specifically for families. There's one with a labyrinth, and there's one about a walking through your neighborhood in a virtual way, and we uh, encourage you to do those. There's also some current events that you can pray for that's against the wall. And if you do come back, Um, There is um, prayer for our schools here on the side. There's a place of intercessory prayer. So if you just want prayer, if you want someone to hear what's going on in your life and to offer a prayer for you, you can come here and some of the elders of the church and staff will be happy to pray with you. And then there's also a prayer room. We have a prayer room, if you did not know. And inside the prayer room, there's a few things that you can do as well. And finally, there's communion up front. Uh, And please feel free to come up and take communion. So you can try to do all 12 stations if you want, but this is not a race. So take your time. If you go to one station and you stay there for 20 minutes, then you stay there for 20 minutes. If you just need to sit for a while, there'll be some other prayers that are going to be rolled through the screen to help you, guide you in a time of prayer. But our hope and our uh, prayer for this whole morning is that you would spend time uh, together praying for the things that God is impressing in your heart, because God does listen and God does hear your prayers. Okay, any questions? Awesome. Let me pray. And then after I pray, I'm going to say go. And then when I say go, that means you're released. And so what's going to happen is that there will be some music being played, but then in about 25 minutes, you'll hear the band play again. That's the call to come gather back, and we'll spend some time in worship afterwards. All right? So let me pray. Father God, our prayers are for those that have been on the journey, um, for those that have been physically on the journey, for those that um, have had accidents or pain They've lost loved ones on the journey. 
And you are a God who will meet them in that. And Father God, we are all on a journey, um, a journey throughout life, and it's a journey that we desperately need you to be part of. So Father God, meet us wherever we are on this journey called life, and we pray that and commit the following uh, 25, 30 minutes into your hands, that together we can, um, yeah, offer our petitions to you, knowing that you are a God who hears our prayers and answers, that we pray that our prayers as a sweet incense would be heard up in the heavens, that you would take them all, and that you would throw them back down as reverse thunder, for you are a God who acts, and a God who blesses, and a God who hears. So come, Spirit, come, and may this be a time where we can truly um, pray and listen to what your Spirit is saying to us today. In Christ's name I pray, amen.